slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad to be with you today as we talk all things New York Islanders, and so glad that you are a part of the Locked On Islanders family. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We're going to talk about the projected line combinations for the New York Islanders for the upcoming 2021 2022 season. We'll also have the latest on the Vladimir Tarasenko rumors. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. So make sure you stay with us throughout this episode. Who are the top 50 players in the NHL? Well, we count that down for you on the Locked On NHL podcast, Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so you never miss an episode. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, rumors, and happenings. Training camp getting started in just a few days. I, for one, am very excited and looking forward to that. You know, it's still hard to believe that this is such a short off-season for the New York Islanders. And, and Islander fans, we've been waiting and waiting throughout the offseason for, you know, news about these signings and news about possible trades and the expansion draft. And, and now that most of the announcements have been made, it's hard to believe training camp is just a few days away and we're ready to start hockey again. Best part, in my mind, by far, we're back on a normal quote-unquote hockey schedule. Now, obviously, the Olympic break scheduled for the middle of the season is going to disrupt that normal schedule a little bit, but in my mind, I love the Olympics. I love when NHL players participate in the Olympics. I think it's an opportunity to grow the game throughout the world, throughout North America as well. Look, there are people who watch the Olympics who don't watch sports all the time. And if you can convert some of them or get them interested in hockey by having the best players in the world go at each other at the Olympics, you know, for me, I'm all for that. And 
shutting down the season for three weeks in the middle of February once every four years, in my mind, that is a small price to pay uh, when it comes to promoting the game of hockey and helping to grow the sport. Now, look, Islander fans, uh, I don't have to go too far back to discuss with you the possibility of injury. I remember uh, John Tavares getting hurt, being lost for the rest of the season when he was representing Canada in the Olympics a number of years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long ago. But, you know, to me, that's a calculated risk that you take. And it does give the majority of players in this league a little bit of a hiatus in the middle of the schedule. Right when you're getting into the the dog days of the schedule in February when, you know, it's not quite the race for the playoffs yet, but the players are kind of physically run down a little bit. Most of the players will have some time off, and I think that helps. Wanted to talk a little bit about the latest rumors concerning Vladimir Tarasenko, who a lot of experts throughout the league, a lot of media members have speculated that the Islanders are interested in acquiring Tarasenko. The latest rumor is that Craig Berube, the head coach of the Blues, has indicated that he expects that Vladimir Tarasenko will open the season as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Now, Tarasenko has asked for a trade. The Blues will probably try to honor that request, especially because you don't want a player in your lineup who really doesn't want to be there. That can create problems in the locker room when all is said and done, especially over the course of a long 82-game season. But here's the thing. If that is indeed the case, I think it's a win-win. A win for the Blues and a win for the Islanders, potentially. Why? Well, it's a win for the Blues because Tarasenko has had Injuries, that's one of the reasons he wants out of St. Louis is because he doesn't like the way the Blues handled his injuries over the last couple of years. So he's played only, you know, 30-something games total over the last two seasons. If you wait and he starts the season in St. Louis, it gives Tarasenko a chance to show that, yes, he's recovered from the injuries, he's healthy again, and he can, you know, play at a high level and is worth acquiring. So it reduces the risk for the Islanders that you acquire Tarasenko and he's not healthy and he's not the same player he was before the injury and then you overpay and you know you don't get the player you think you were getting. It also would save the Islanders some cap space. Tarasenko has an average cap hit of seven and a half million dollars a year. If you start that at the beginning of the season, remember the NHL salary cap is figured on a day-to-day basis. So for every day that Tarasenko remains with the Blues, that's less money that the Islanders have counting against their cap. So there's that. And I think that that is definitely a benefit for the Islanders cap-wise. If Tarasenko struggles early, the cost can come down. I don't think the cost will go up significantly unless Tarasenko starts the season with St. Louis on a real tear. And I'm not necessarily predicting that that's going to be how he starts the season. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible, but I think 
he will need some time to adjust and to get back into the swing of things. And so the Islanders can, you know, benefit that way by reducing the cap hit and waiting whether it's till November, December, or even all the way up until the trade deadline to add that sniper that the Islanders, I think, is the last piece of the puzzle to put them over the top. But again, we'll see how the Islanders handle it. To me, you know, Lula Morello always says, if you have time, take it. And I think that's what's going to happen with Tarasenko. I don't know if the Islanders will definitely acquire him, but I think they remain interested. The, the cap hit is a problem. The Blues are willing to wait. I think the Islanders are willing to wait. And we're going to be looking at how this breaks down closer to the trade deadline when it all, uh, you know, when we all talk about the future of Vladimir Tarasenko. We've got more to discuss on today's episode. We're going to talk about the projected line combinations for the Islanders at the start of this season. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more, so more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That means they will give you, they will match your first deposit when you sign up today and use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports and movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So with training camp all set to open up and the Tarasenko rumors kind of calming down a little bit, at least for the short term, where you don't think that the Islanders are going to, you know, have Tarasenko at the beginning of the season. That is looking increasingly less likely. So I wanted to sort of spell out both the good points and the bad points about the Islanders' projected lineup. And the reason is this. I look at this group of forwards, and we all know the Islanders struggled at times to score goals last year. 
There's no question about that. No Islander fan will dispute it. The team, you know, finished the year in the low 20s in goals scored. And, you know, you can win that way, but it isn't a way to win a Stanley Cup. You could, you could be a good team. It's hard to be a great team. But what you have after all the acquisitions that Lou Lamorello made in the offseason, the guys he brought back, added to the new guys, I, I think you have a very balanced team that has four lines that can all be productive offensively. Look at it this way. Right now, your top line is Matthew Barzal, Anders Lee, and then either Oliver Wallstrom or Kyle Palmieri. I think it's going to be Palmieri early. They're paying Kyle Palmieri, in my mind, overpaying Kyle Palmieri, but they're paying him like a first-line winger. I think if Wallstrom takes that big step forward, that big jump, that we're talking about a situation where he could take over on that first line, but Lee, Barzal, and let's say Palmieri, all three of those guys are proven 20-plus goal scorers and the kind of players that, you know, again, there's balance. Lee has been a 30-goal scorer. Barzal has the ability to be a 30-goal scorer over the course of a full season, and we'll have to see how that plays out. Your second line right now, Brock Nelson, Anthony Bavillier, Josh Bailey. The B&B line, the most consistent for the Islanders throughout the last couple of years and the playoffs. And, you know, to me, great chemistry with these three guys. They lift their game in the playoffs. Again, Bavillier and Brock Nelson, both proven 20-plus goal scorers. Bailey, more like a 15-goal guy, but he's more of an assist kind of a guy. And we have to see how that plays out. But again, solid in the top six for the Islanders. The third line, as of right now, would look like J.G. Pajot as the center with Parise and either Palmieri or Wallstrom. Let's say Wallstrom. To me, it's Pajot, Parise, and Wallstrom. If you had Palmieri there, you'd have the 3P line. But Pajot, Parise, and Wallstrom as your third line. Wallstrom probably can hit 20 goals this year and is on the upside. Parise, you can get at least 15, maybe 20 out of him. And Pajot is a proven 20-goal guy. Again, balance on all of the top nine forwards. All of them can put the puck in the net. And then your fourth line remains the identity line. Martin, Sezikis, Clutterbuck. To me, still, if not the best fourth line in hockey, I, I still think they are, but they're certainly in the conversation. One of the top fourth lines in hockey. Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck. Yeah, Sezikis can give you 10 to 15 goals. Martin can give you 5 to 10. Clutterbuck can give you 10 uh, in a good year. And then depth. Well, Michael Dalcole, Travis Zajac, Richard Panic might still be uh, part of the depth. Depth Ross Johnston could still be sticking around. There is plenty of depth there, guys who are proven NHL players. So what's missing, realistically? The sniper. And, you know, it doesn't have to be Vladimir Tarasenko. There are other players who I'm sure by the trade deadline 
will become available. But realistically speaking, this lineup is top to bottom, balanced, capable, and I would think instead of being 21st, 22nd in the league in goals scored, they can move up to like somewhere between 12 and 16 this year if all of these players play to the back of their hockey cards, so to speak. If all of these guys do what's expected of them, I think the Islanders should have steady, balanced scoring. Is Anders Lee capable of getting back to the 30 to 35 goals a year mark? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, It would be easier for him, obviously, if they weren't playing the defense first Barry Trotz system. The lack of a sniper is still the one bona fide thing this team is missing. And I think back to the Islanders of the 70s. And in 1975, they go to the semifinals, which was the equivalent of the conference final now. They did it again in 76, again in 77. And then in 77, 78, they drafted a kid named Mike Bossy, who turned out to be one of the best pure goal scorers in the history of the National Hockey League. And within a year after Bossy's arrival, they had the best record in the league. And two years after his arrival, they win the first of four straight Stanley Cups. I'm not comparing this team to the team that won four straight Stanley Cups. I'm simply saying that that missing element to greatness as opposed to very goodness is that reliable goal-scoring sniper. But even without that sniper, this team can be good enough to win a championship. I just think their chances of winning it increase significantly if you have that one go-to guy on your roster that other teams have to account for, fear, and want to shut down. It opens up things for your other players. And I'll give you another more contemporary example. Matthew Barzal's best season statistically in the NHL was his rookie year. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons that that was his best year was that Barzal was the second-line guy and all the opposing teams were busy trying to shut down John Tavares. So if you add a sniper, you create more opportunities for your Brock Nelsons, your Anders Lees, your Anthony Bavilliers, and obviously your Matthew Barzals. We'll see what Lou Lamorello does, but it's looking interesting as of right now. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors, they really do have something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are very passionate about their favorites. Listen to some of these great permanent flavors. Strawberry, Mint Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Coconut, German Chocolate, Cookies and Cream, which is really my favorite flavor. It's just delicious. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you could order a mixed box. They'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. But not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar ever, they're healthy too. Check out these numbers. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein. They have between only 130 to 180 calories per bar. 
only four, maybe five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Right now, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we're going to go back to the mid to late 2000s. And we want to wish one day late a very happy 41st birthday to former Islanders forward Joseph Vasacek. Vasacek, originally drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes in the fourth round of the 1988 draft, the native of the Czech Republic, made his NHL debut in 2000-2001 with Carolina, then played for Nashville before joining the Islanders in the 2007-2008 season, played 81 games with the Isles that year, put up 16 goals, 35 points, and 53 penalty minutes. It was a rough season for the Islanders, a lot of injuries that year, especially to the goaltending, but Vasicek gave them some steady play. After that, headed to the KHL and closed out his professional career with three seasons with uh, the Yaroslavl Lokomotiv. So in his career, 460 NHL games, 77 goals, 183 points, add 37 playoff contests, uh, including 23 back in 2001-2002 with the Carolina Hurricanes, five goals and seven points in those games. We're going to go back and look at one of the better games for Josef Vasacek with the Islanders, February 28th, 2008 at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, the Islanders and the Atlanta Flames. Rick DiPietro in between the pipes for the Islanders. Carrie Lettinen was the goalie for Atlanta, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Midway through the first period, Mike Comrie pots his 19th of the year. Rob Davison and Radek Martinek with the assists. Islanders won. Thrashers, nothing. And a little more than two minutes later, Vasicek, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his 14th, Trent Hunter with the helper at 11.26. After 20 minutes, Islanders 2 and the Thrashers nothing. In the second period, the Islanders continued their offensive onslaught. Andy Hilbert gets his eighth, Brian Berard and Bill Guerin with the assists at 102, 3-0 Islanders, and that was a great situation. But the Islanders give up a penalty shot on a bench penalty, and Eric Perrin comes in, takes the penalty shot, and converts his 12th of the year at 353, Islanders lead cut to 3-1. to one. Then goals by Ken Clay and Alexi Zitnik make it a 3-3 hockey game after 40 minutes as the Islanders watch that 3-0 lead disappear. In the third period, though, the Islanders regain the advantage. Mike Comrie is second of the game, 20th of the season. Brian Berard with the assist at 317. Islanders have a 4-3 lead, but they couldn't hold it. With a minute 22 seconds left in regulation. Atlanta pulls the goalie, and Bobby Holik ties it his 11th. Mark Recchi and Ken Clay with the assists, and the game heads to overtime, all tied up at four. In the overtime, 
Our, off, uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Joseph Vasicek finds Trent Hunter. Hunter pots his ninth of the year at 109, and the Islanders skate away with a 5-4 overtime win for Vasicek. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, one goal, one assist, a plus one, two penalty minutes, and five shots on goal. That tied him for second on the team. Mike Comrie led everyone with seven shots on goal in this one. Rick DiPietro making 19 saves to earn the win. The Islanders out shooting Atlanta 37-23 and coming away with the victory. So once again, a very happy and healthy 41st birthday. His birthday was Sunday to Josef Vasacek. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So, again, we're getting very close to training camp. And in our next show, Wednesday, we will be discussing some of the big stories as we look ahead to training camp. And by the way, this week is the last week that we will be on a a three-show-a-week schedule starting next week. Just wanted to let everybody know we are back to a Monday through Friday schedule And as always, our shows drop a little after midnight, around 12.30 a.m. So night owls can listen before bed. Early risers, if you subscribe to the podcast, it'll be waiting in your inbox when you wake up. And of course, we are now also on YouTube, so you can watch the show rather than just listen to it if you prefer to watch it that way. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe and, of course, Let's go Islanders!